I want to talk to you just a little bit about who we are in Christ. Now, if you were here this morning, a lot of what I'm going to be sharing will kind of go right in along with what Pastor shared this morning. If you weren't here this morning, you do need to get that CD or listen online. Powerful message. He started a new series today on living the resurrected life. Amen. Good. So tonight I'm going to title this, Who Are You? Really, who are you really? You know, we think we know who we are, but do we really know who we are, particularly in Christ Jesus? If we were to talk about identity theft, uh, hopefully none of you have ever been a victim of that. But that is a major problem in our world today. And why? Because thieves are trying to steal our identity. Why? They want what we have. They want to be able to get into our finances. They want to be able to get our credit cards or open new credit cards, all of that kind of stuff. Well, stealing people's identity is really nothing new because that's what the devil has been doing from the beginning of time. He has tried to keep God's people from knowing who they really are in him. He doesn't want you to find out that you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The devil doesn't want you to know that you are more than a conqueror. He doesn't want us to know that we are healed by the stripes of Jesus. So he has been been trying to steal and to rob our true identity as believers since Jesus died and raised from the dead for us and brought us the gift of salvation. But you and I, through getting into the word of God, we can find out who we are and what we possess in Jesus. And we can hide that truth in our heart. You may have a service that helps you protect you from identity theft. There's a real good one called LifeLock. And I was just looking on their page on LifeLock. They have a quote that says this, the best Identity theft protection service to help protect your finances and good name from identity theft and fraud. And so they have these alerts if they see any kind of unusual activity on any of your accounts, they will alert you. But when I saw that, I had this thought that believers, you and I, we have a security system and his name is the Holy Ghost. And he will alert us on the inside of us. He'll tell you, don't go there. Don't do that. Don't, uh, don't hook up with that person. All of these different kind of things. Don't say that. Why? Because he's out to protect us. He's out to keep us out of the danger zone. Like pastor was talking about today. He wants to lead us into ways of peace and he wants to leave us, lead us out of temptation. So we have a good security system. As believers in his name is the Holy Spirit. And I like how they said this about LifeLock. It said they're there to protect your good name. It's a good thing to have a good name. It's a good thing to have good credit. But that's what the Holy Spirit does as well. He protects our name, who we are in Christ Jesus, because the devil will come along and he'll try to call us bad names. He'll say... You're the sick, but the Holy Spirit will rise up if you've got the word in your heart and they'll say, oh no, you're the healed. 
He'll, the enemy will come and he'll say you're broke, busted and disgusted. But the Holy Spirit will rise up to protect your good name, to protect who you really are. And he'll say, nope, you're blessed. You're rich. You're highly favored of the Lord. The enemy will come and he'll try to take that, that name of peace away from you. And he'll say, oh, you're anxious. You're worried. You ought to be upset about this and about that. But the Holy Spirit will protect your good name. And he'll say, no, you got the Prince of Peace on the inside of you. Cast your cares over upon the Lord. How about this one? The devil will come along and he'll try to call you a bad name. He'll try to call you a loser. But the Holy Spirit will protect your good name and he'll say, oh no, you are not a loser. He always causes you to win. You are more than a conqueror. So whatever the enemy tries to call you, we know the opposite is the truth. He doesn't want you to get a hold of the truth. But we don't go by what he wants. We go by what the word declares about us. Amen. He might tell you stuff about, well, you know what your family did. You know that you're in your family is just a lot of bunch of nuts, fruits and flakes. And, you know, mama was this and papa was a rolling stone and all of these bad things trying to put labels on you. But you know what? When he comes at you with that, we ought to say, well, you know what? I'm in a new family now. And I got a new bloodline. It's the bloodline of a champion. Amen. And that old man that you're talking about, he died. And the new man is alive in Christ Jesus. Amen. We just came through Easter. And when you think about what happened on Good Friday and what happened on Resurrection Sunday, Jesus was crucified for us. But not only did he go to the cross for himself. No, he went for us. The Bible's very clear that when he took our sins upon his own body, it was like we were there with him. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 in the NIV says it like this. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. One translation says it like this. Christ took me to the cross with him. And I died there with him. Who we used to be, that old man, he died with Christ. Aren't you glad all of you that are going to be water baptized? That old man is gone. Hallelujah. And the new man is alive. Let's look at this in the natural. Does a dead man have any power? You can call him names. You can kick his dog. You can make fun of his kids and say that his wife is ugly, but he can't do a thing about it. No power to comment or to react. Why? Because he's dead. That ought to be the picture that we have about our old man, B.C., before Christ, before born again. That old nature that used to rise up and give us so much trouble. That old carnal man that used to have fits of carnality. He's dead. He's gone. He died with Christ. Hallelujah. We have a new nature now. 
We have a brand new identity. We have a new bloodline. We can identify with Christ. I've told this joke a lot of times, but you know, I tell it because I like it. So I'm going to tell it for me. Too many Christians don't have any, they don't have any idea about who they are in Christ Jesus. It's like this guy that he was coming down out of the mountains in Arkansas and boy, he had a real strong accent and he hadn't been out of the hills much. And he comes down, he gets on a main highway and he gets pulled over for speeding. And the policeman says to him, sir, do you have any ID? And the old guy from the hill said, about what? You got any ID? And he said, about what? He didn't have any ID of who he was. And that's the same with a lot of Christians. No ID about who we are in Christ Jesus. That's not us, right? We know who we are. How many of you know who you are? How many of you know that you're born again? That you're a brand new person in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Your identity, it's not in your past. It's not in your family. It's not in people. It's not in your feelings. It comes from Him, who Jesus is, and what He has made us to be. We need to be reminded. Paul said it like this. I was crucified with Christ. When we get born again, we have to find out who the new I is. I was crucified. So who is this new I that was crucified with Christ? Well, T.L. Osborne used to say it like this. When I got born again, little I moved out and big Jesus moved in. Hallelujah. I defeated, moved out, and he, victory, moved in. I depressed, moved out. And he joy moved in. Aren't you glad for the joy of your salvation? I sick moved out and he the healer moved in. I broke moved out and he the prosperous one moved in. We got a new identification. Hallelujah. We got the greater one living on the inside of us. The old I is dead, dead and buried with our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So again, Pastor Mark was preaching this morning on the resurrected life and he was reading out of Romans chapter six and, and Pastor Nancy actually pointed out to me those passages in the message. So I want to read that some of it. Romans six, I'm going to read verse three through eight out of the message. Just listen to this. It's so good. That's what baptism into the new life of Jesus means. When we are lowered into the water, like you being baptized tonight are going to be, it's like the burial of Jesus. When we are raised up out of the water, it's like the resurrection of Jesus. Now, let me just say right here, we all know that baptism does not save us, but it is symbolic that the old man dies and the new man is raised up into life. Amen. 
It's like, it, it's like the burial of Jesus. When we are raised up out of the water, it is like the resurrection of Jesus. Each of us is raised into a light-filled world by our Father so that we can see where we're going in our new grace sovereign country. Could it be any clearer? Our old man was nailed to the cross with Christ. A decisive end to that sin, miserable life. Sin, it, it, it's not fun. The Bible says that it, it, there's pleasure for a moment, but it's no way to live. And this says when we made that decision to become a believer and come into the family of God, it's an end to that sin, miserable life. No longer at sins ever beck and call. What we believe is this. If we get included in Christ's sin conquering death, we also get included in his life saving resurrection. Hallelujah. Isn't that powerful? That is good. So when these are being baptized tonight, keep this in mind. That when you're, you're going under the water, this is the one thing that, that always reminds me. When we're going under the water, another way to look at it is that old man is going down and we're coming up and we're yielding to that new life in Christ Jesus and we're going to keep that dead man under. We're going to keep that old nature under and we're going to rise up and we're going to walk in who we are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Now, in Romans 6, verse 6, in the New King James, I want to just read this one. It says, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. We've been reiterating this, but I want to say it again. Our old man was crucified with him. Have you ever taken a group picture? In this day and age, that's a dumb thing to ask because social media is just rampant and everybody's taking selfies and, you know, what they ate for lunch and who cares and, you know, this, that and the other, all of these things that are flooded on social media. But when you're involved, maybe in a group picture, okay, let's get everybody together and take this group picture and somebody post it on Facebook. Be real, real, real honest with me. What's the first thing you look for? Yourself. Do I look good? And oh, it doesn't matter what everybody else looks like. Put that picture on because I look really good. And everybody else, their eyes can be closed and gnarly and making faces. But if you look good, that's the one you're going to post, right? Because we're looking for ourselves in that group picture. Well, I want to tell you this tonight that we were there as a group. We were there when Jesus was crucified. We were there. I was crucified with him. Brother Copeland sings this song in almost all of his meaning. When he was on the cross, I was on his mind. Think about that. That's who Jesus is. That's how big our God is. When Jesus was being crucified, he looked down through the eons and eons and eons of time. And he saw you. And he saw me and he said, I'm going to take your sin and your old sin nature is going to be nailed to this cross with me. I, you were crucified with him. Talk about casting 
our sin as far as the east is from the west. That's what he did for us because he loved us so much. How much did he love us? Well, this is how much he loved us. He stretched out his beautiful hands and let them nail them to the cross and said, this is how much I love you. And he died for you and he died for me. And knowing this truth, knowing what he has done and who we are in him will cause us to walk and enjoy the benefits of the resurrected life. Jesus came to give us. Jesus reconciled us to God. Bible talks about this in Romans chapter 5 verse 10 for if we were enemies for if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of his son much more having been reconciled we shall be saved by his life reconciled is an accounting term and it means reckon an accounting accountant reconciles the books an accountant doesn't make the figures. Is that right, Ingrid? They're not supposed to make up the figures unless they're crooks and they change the figures. But a good accountant just takes what they see and they reconcile it. They reckon it. And that's what Jesus did for us. He paid the price. He reconciled us to God. He took what should have been our sin and sickness and torment. And he took it for us. Amen. And we didn't just die with him that day on the cross. We weren't just crucified with him. But he took it a step further. That if we will believe in him, we will be brand new creations. The last scripture I want to share is Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Out of the New King James, it says, Therefore... If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Look at this again. Are y'all getting it tonight? I know I'm preaching to people that know the word, but this is a good reminder for all of us. All things have passed away and behold, all things are become new. Can I get a hallelujah? Raise a hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now in the Amplified, I want to look at that. 2 Corinthians 5.17, the Amplified. Therefore, if any person, is anybody in here and any person? Every one of us, any person. Aren't you thankful that this gospel is for whosoever will? Jesus didn't say, I'm going to die for just a, a certain group of people. Jesus didn't say, I'm going to die for those that deserve it because that would be zero. Nobody deserved it. It's the mercy. It's the grace of God. But this scripture says, if any person, any person that I like that, that's throughout the Bible, whosoever, whoever, any this gospel that we preach is all inclusive glory be to God so he said therefore if any person is engrafted in Christ the Messiah he is a new creation a new creature altogether the old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away behold the fresh 
and new has come. Behold, the fresh and new has come. Talk about a fresh start. People say oftentimes, I need a fresh start. I need a new job. I need to move somewhere else or whatever. You're never going to get any better new start than coming into the family of God. Talk about a fresh and a new start. And when we get born again, our spirit man is not refurbished. It's not remodeled. It's made brand new. All together new. Right now, there's a lot of uh, movies out or in the past about superheroes. Sometimes I'm like, seriously, somebody else has got to save our planet. You know, they got all these superheroes. You could name a few of them. Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman and now the Avengers. I don't want to break anybody's bubble, but these guys aren't real. (laughs) This is fictional. These are movies. They're not real. But I want to tell you tonight that God produced the real superhero. And you know who it is? It's you. And it's me. Because when we get born again, God himself lives on the inside of us. We got supernatural power and supernatural ability. We're a brand new species that never ever existed before. We've got access to the power of God, to heaven's resources. Talk about power. Talk about that force of joy. Talk about it. We got the Holy Ghost, the power of God on the inside of us. Don't get caught up in all of these superheroes. You like those movies, whatever, it's fine. But we don't worship any of those guys. We got Jesus. Hallelujah. And he has made us the real deal, the real super hero hallelujah you know the bible talks about it in hebrews chapter 11 it's the hallmark of faith the heroes of faith talk about somebody that really did live and really did have superpower think about daniel in the lion's den think about moses splitting the red sea our god is an awesome god and he has chosen to live on the inside side of us and to do great and glorious things in our life and through our life. So let me ask you as we close tonight, who are you really? The answer ought to be, I'm a brand new creation in Christ Jesus. How about this? Who are you really? Answer me. How many many of you know you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? Who are you really? Tell me something else that you are. Who are you in Christ Jesus? You're blessed. You're healed. How about prosperous? I'd like to hear that shouted out. We're blessed. Amen. That's who we are really. And don't let the devil steal your true identity. Life, lock it in your heart. Get the in him scriptures down on the inside of you. Amen.